Morning, everybody. I was going to do this podcast when I was out and about doing my steps later, but I don't know where I'm going to do my steps and I don't want to uh, be inconsistent. I like to do my podcasts as much as possible in the morning. So today's podcast is about why would somebody stay with a narcissist over a long period of time? And and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal experiences as a narcissistic abuse victim, but also as the child of a narcissistically abusive relationship. And there are other relationships that I've observed where the partner's been a narcissist. And I've, I've coached clients who have had uh, narcissistically abusive relationships for periods of time and kept going back and what have you. And they all had their own reasons as well. Um, yes, obviously, you'll probably be expecting me to talk about the trauma bond, but I'm not actually going to talk about that in any depth because I have already done that. Um, and then, uh, and it, there are lots of reasons why people stay with narcissists, and the go-to answer usually is the trauma bond, um, and that is absolutely one of the reasons why we return to the relationship. Um, trauma bonds feel very real, um, and very they feel like physical pain and a physical need, like a like a drug detox for the other person who is suspected to be or is a narcissist who's been abusing you, right? And you go back to end that physical pain. Um, Yes, there's codependency, you know, whether it's a narcissist or not, you've probably in the past and maybe in the present will stay in relationships, stay in unhappy situations longer than um, you should because you 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 think you can fix the person Um. You need them to make yourself feel safe and valid and you've basically never had long periods of being single. Being single is actually feels uncomfortable to you, which is codependency, really. Um, putting up with lots more crap or just even just staying in relationships or situations that do not serve you. There doesn't need to be betrayal or abuse. They just don't serve you, but you still hang about anyway. That's signs of codependency and unhealthy attachment. But there are other reasons. Um, one of them, I call it toxic hope. And it's narcissists specialize in weaving this around us. Right at the beginning when you've met a narcissist, you've made plans, haven't you? And they've talked about their plans and you like the sound of those plans and you want to be part of those plans. They And that's the future faking. And because the narcissist was so fantastic at the beginning and the love bombing and the idealization and the promises and the uh, the mirroring and the me too, me too stuff, you cling on to that. You've got to hope that still exists and that's still going to happen. So you'll keep going back into an abusive relationship because you've you've fixated on this, this idea and you are hopeful that the narcissist will change. Uh, the narcissist will get better, the narcissist will go back to the way they used to be, and these things really will happen, you really will get there in the end, it really is you two against the world, you know, um, and that's a kind of warped sense of trust um, and attachment to the fantasies that the narcissist get, uh, facilitated at the beginning. Um, if you're a naturally optimistic and hopeful person, that is absolutely why you will keep going back or you will make, stay in the relationship, absolutely, and I, I am a natural optimist. Another reason is if you are a fixer, you know, you're a saver, you're a white knight type person, you're someone that likes to, to, to um, or feels comfortable, sorry, fixing people, you know, you're in a project, this isn't over yet, just because they've cheated, they've hit you, they've strangled you, uh, they've gaslighted you, they've been caught smearing you, this isn't over yet, you're going to make this person healthier and happier and better, you're going to fix this. Um, 
you know, you're naturally a problem solver. You've had success in relationships in the past where, you know, you've fixed the little broken bird and you've had, a, you know, a, a good relationship after it. Um, and you, you, you think, here we go again. I can do this. I can do this again. You know, so if you're that sort of person, um, particularly if you're an ambitious person and a high achiever and a pleaser. So a lot of it depends on your personality type. So people will go back to or stay with narcissists depending on their personality, not the personality that the narcissist has presented. Okay. Um, you'll go back if you're used to abuse. You may be brought up with it. You maybe saw it happening and your parents presented it to you and told you, you know, and you've got a, a schema, you've got a belief system, which these things are rooted in childhood, that this is what you do. This is what a marriage is. This is what a serious relationship is. This is what you do when you've got kids. You fucking put up with it, right? You've been given that. I was given that. That was absolutely what I was taught. Um, so how you were brought up is another reason why you'll go back and you'll stay with a narcissist. Society. Society has this fantastical view on romance and, you know, you watch rom-coms and you watch dramas and, you know, it's it's always about chaotic relationships and running and chasing and, you know, um, everything's going to be all right in the end, even though there's been this chaotic kind of run up to it. We've been conditioned by society to stay with abusers and cheats and liars and to think that it's um, romantic that somebody... Um, stalks you and harasses you and predates on you so there's a societal kind of a uh, context around why so many of us stay and and return to relationships that really in reality are toxic or abusive you know they're not it's not romance and it's not love um there's a lot of these I did a YouTube video on this but there's you know when we're when we're in toxic relationships or abusive relationships we'll often google excuses and reasons why the person is doing what they're doing um, and you'll get stuff like twin flames soulmates again that's a sort of societal construct that there are reasons why these people treat you like shit therefore you should stay being treated like shit no 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 okay um other reasons, you've got shared habits. You often get people with the same addiction, whether it's alcohol, cocaine, you know, uh, whatever those things are, you become bonded through the addictions um, because you used to have good times and now it's not. Now you're addicts, now you're junkies, now you're alkies, but you still stay together because, and that, that'll also knock your self-esteem. You've probably lost friends and family through your addiction. And here you are with somebody else with exactly the same problems as you. So you become trauma bonded through the addiction. You become, you think that this is okay. Uh, Marijuana is another good example of that. Um, in fact, I did a Cora answer on toxic relationships, habits or behavior that, 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 people think are normal and that's one that is one taking drugs together drinking together um and that becoming your relationship that's what your life is um and uh, you know i got a lot a lot of likes for that a lot of people going right okay i get that um another reason you stay is there's some sort of it's the the the, the idea that you are so similar and you've grown you've become enmeshed and you've become so similar and you'll never meet anybody else like you before. You'll never meet anyone that matches you again. Now, a match isn't always a good thing. OK, think about who you are as a person. Think about the stuff you like to do. And meeting somebody that does different stuff actually is very wholesome. Um, 
And I think when we're in relationships with narcissists, we become conditioned to think that because they're like us and we're like them, because that often happens in abusive relationships with narcissists, we end up, you know, that particularly around sex, um, as well as the other behaviours I've just dis dis described, we become uh, fixated on the idea that this is okay. And therefore, if you have a fresh relationship, a new relationship, what if that person doesn't like to do that particular sexual thing or go those places or do this stuff? Um, and and we've, we kind of convince ourselves that we've met our match in the narcissist and that variety isn't the spice of life. We don't want change. We don't want variety. We don't want different. We're much happier, better the devil you know. We're much happier um, with this particular person because the idea of change and new challenges and dating and, you know, trying, you know, being single is bloody scary. It's really frightening. But the narcissist has created a situation where your relationship is so filled with drama and um, intensity and disorder that this feels normal and it feels safe. And the idea of meeting a guy where you don't you don't have to have sex 11 times a night, um, there isn't a breakup twice a week, um, there isn't all this up, down, up, down, you know, uh, chaos and um, interest and challenges and push-pull, all that sort of stuff um, would be boring. And narcissistic abuse victims are often conditioned into thinking that normal relationships, healthy relationships are boring. That's a big one. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons there why. I mean, obviously, people gaslight themselves and they, they genuinely think it's better for the kids to stay with an abuser. And if you spend half an hour reading up on child attachment and child development theory, you'll realise that one healthy parent is better off than two toxic ones. Um, just because society has told you that single moms and single dads are bad and wrong, um, actually the healthiest, the best parenting you can ever offer your children is to show them you have boundaries and you will not put up with this shit anymore. You would rather be a single parent than a parent that takes back a cheater and a liar and a gaslighter and who makes you cry. Your kids need that. Your kids need a single, a happy single parent, healthy single parent, rather than someone that's got, you know, you've got a mummy and a daddy. Um, yeah, it's shit, but you've got a mummy and a daddy. So a lot of people are convinced themselves of that. My I, my parents, my mum obviously absolutely was obsessed with my dad and she just convinced herself that um, she had to stay with my dad for us. I mean, she was still spewing that line when we were all in our 30s before she died and it was just she just completely convinced herself that this was the the way we were raised and what we saw and what we watched and what we learned from their abusive and unfaithful and disloyal and toxic relationship was okay and because she was a snob she was a relationship snob you know um and you'll get a lot of narcissists that'll kind of teach you and train you to think that as a single parent you're scummy and there's something wrong with you um, and you're better off staying with them because at least then you're, you know, your kid has got a mum and a dad. Um, yeah, I think I've given you some really good reasons. Obviously, there's going to be like the, the financial stuff. You know, a lot of people think, well, I'm enmeshed in my narcissist now. You know, he or she is the breadwinner or, you know, we both earning. But if there was just one income, I wouldn't be able to cope. Um, I think that is a massive reason. Um, I can't solve that for you. All I can say is. I I left an abusive marriage to end up completely financially fucked um, and then had quite a few years of poverty and really struggling. But when I look at the abusive relationships and that was a different type of struggle. That was a struggle that destroyed my 
my sense of identity, my sexual identity, my esteem, my career, my sleep, my eating disorder, my drinking. Um, and I would much rather be skint and have all of those different things under control. That's all I can say. Um, so there, there are, so if anybody, you know, there's loads of reasons and it's just about unpacking. What are your reasons? Why, why are you staying with the narcissist? You know, are they genuine reasons? Because narcissists cannot and will not ever change. They only get worse. So it's time you start, you stop self-gaslighting and you stop making up excuses. You make your plan to escape. I did a podcast on that yesterday and you go no contact. And I advocate no, even if you've got kids, I advocate no contact for at least a month after you've left your narcissist. I think up to three or four months is perfectly reasonable. And then you can start looking at child contact with a narcissist and using a grey rock technique. Thank you for listening. Please find my YouTube channel, The Narcissist Hunter, and subscribe. I write books. Um, I am L.W. Hawksby, author.